Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the prophet Ezekiel. Let us listen for God's word. Ezekiel says, The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by repeating this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The parents have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, says the Lord, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. Know that all lives are mine. Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, all of you, according to your ways, says the Lord. Repent and turn from your transgressions. Otherwise, your iniquity will be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed against me and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, says the Lord. Turn then and live. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy God. How grateful we are that you come to us, that you call to us, that you change our lives and make your mark of love upon our hearts and souls. Meet us today and turn us where we need to turn. So help us to turn to you that we may know the fullness of life. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. This week... I saw something that I have never seen before, and I still have difficulty seeing and believing it now. It is the symbol of the PCUSA, the Presbyterian Church USA, the seal and symbol with the descending dove of the open Bible, the cross and the flames of the Holy Spirit in rainbow colors. This week, our denomination became the first mainline Protestant denomination to permit clergy to perform same-gender marriages in the district and states where it is legal. As of yesterday afternoon, this has taken effect. Today, we can be joyful and celebrate. We can... Breathe. For years, the church was a source of suffering, causing the pain of rejection and exclusion, shame 
in the name of God for one's own being. But now, the Presbyterians have turned from prejudice and exclusion towards faithfulness, justice, and love. By the grace of God, change is possible. Our church is getting a new heart and a new spirit. The Presbyterians have turned towards life. There are those who will say that our numbers will shrink. And at first, they will. And then, people will be drawn to life. And the church will live and be strong. Change and hope are possible. The church has struggled for so long of issues of human sexuality that I thought this day would never come. The fear of sexuality, the patriarchal structures and biases of our tradition run so deep. The past is so powerful. And how hard it can be to hope and work and believe in change. At times, I have been so tired that I have nearly given up on our denomination. When we are tempted to stop working for justice or compassion, when we are resigned to the fate of our church or our nation or our own lives, that that's just the way it is, and it will always be that way, then we need to hear the words of the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel is that prophet that comes to the people of Israel who have lost everything. Their city, their temple has been destroyed. They've been forcibly removed and are living in a foreign land in Babylon, 500 miles away. And at that time, they understood this as God's punishment for the sins of the nation. But now, the prophet Ezekiel is not even speaking with those who were exiled. The prophet is speaking to their children. And this generation is losing hope from ever returning to Jerusalem from ever seeing the temple, from ever feeling close to God again, they are paying for the sins of their parents. And so they have no reason to hope or that anything will be different from the past. It is the punishment from God, and since they cannot change what their parents did, they must suffer. It is a consequence of actions not their own. They are victims of a history they did not create. The parents have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. To these children, God says, stop. Just stop. You may no longer say this proverb again. 
you may not say it or repeat it ever again. But we say it's true. One generation does suffer the sins of the previous generation. As a nation, we still struggle with racism long after the Civil War and even civil rights. Our children will suffer the consequence of our overuse of fossil fuels. Perhaps as young people, we blamed our parents for everything that went wrong in our lives. And we are setting aside that therapy fund for our children for all of the ways we screw up things in their lives. So how can God say it's not so? What God says, all lives are mine. The parents, the grandparents, the children, the grandchildren, all lives in all generations are mine. And I have no pleasure in the suffering or death of anyone. So turn from the past. Stop blaming past generations for your suffering. Take responsibility for your own actions and stop saying that you are completely innocent victims. Look at your own racism, your own homophobia, your own cynicism. Get a new heart and a new spirit. Fatalism is not an option. Hopelessness is not an option. Resignation to this is just the way things are is not an option. Because I, the Lord your God, desire life for all people, I make change possible. I desire it. It is my intention. So get to work. You got to work. When I came to the Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church, I was challenged. It was just as the District of Columbia passed the law to allow same-gender marriage. And yet here we were in the Presbyterian Church that did not allow it. And you all said, but Molly, it's just a matter of time. And what then will we do? What then will you do? Well, like all good Presbyterians, we formed a task force to study the issue. And study it, we did. For months, we studied and discussed and discerned. And we decided as a congregation that we would advocate for change within the structures of the Presbyterian Church. Now, we could have done nothing to wait and see what would happen, and we could have just gone ahead and defied the church. We chose the option that will lead to lasting change. I am so proud of this church and change is happening. We're not there yet, 
We pray that our nation approves the change in the definition of marriage so that it ends discrimination in our Constitution. We give thanks to God for the compassion, the justice, and the love for which we have worked and prayed. Change can and does happen because God makes it possible. It is in that spirit that the General Assembly took other actions on gun violence. They stood up and said this is a public health crisis and it is not being adequately addressed and it doesn't have to be that way. We must not be resigned to a culture of violence or say that the gun lobby is just too powerful or that guns have always been and always will be an integral part of our American identity. No, says Ezekiel, no, a different future is possible. You are not allowed to say anymore the Parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Turn from your idolatry to guns and live. Among many actions, the assembly calls for sessions to declare their churches gun-free zones to support raising the age of handgun ownership to 21 and to support legislation to ban semi-automatic assault weapons. Have hope, have courage. Change can and does happen because God makes it possible. Turn then and live. The church issued proclamations on climate change and if you list all of that which the Presbyterian Church took actions on, you will be utterly amazed at the array. For years, the PCUSA has struggled with how best to advocate for peace in Israel and Palestine because so many people for so long have suffered, both those in Israel and those in Palestine, and the wounds are so very deep. And it's so easy to say, it has been that way for century upon century upon century. How can those wounds ever heal? For the last 10 years, the church has struggled over whether or not to divest funds from particular corporations who profit from Israeli occupation in the Palestinian territories. This is not a boycott of Israel. This is not full-out divestment of anything, nor is it a call for sanctions. 
It is specific, targeted divestment from particular corporations with whom the denomination has worked for 10 years, sitting down with and talking to and seeking for them to change their policies. This is an attempt to bring about change specifically to stop home demolitions and the expansion of settlements in the Palestinian territories. Much has been said and much will be said by this decision of the General Assembly. We must be in dialogue, however difficult it is, with our Jewish brothers and sisters. Yes, the Presbyterian Church has sins of the past from which it needs to turn. We need to have that conversation. We need to hold our Palestinian brothers and sisters in prayer, our Jewish brothers and sisters in prayer, and know that it is God's intent and God's will that there be peace and healing, and we must never lose hope or never seek to find ways to bring about change. All the while, Ezekiel will remind us, I, the Lord your God, desire life for all people. I take no pleasure in the death of anyone. Get a new heart and a new spirit, for I make change possible. Turn then and live. For all of us, this is such good Good news. God's intent for you, God's intent for me, is a wholeness and a fullness of life. God's intent is for us to be able to turn and change from anything that diminishes our lives. You and me our church, our nation, our world. Where there is hurt, God wills healing. Where there is blame, God wills mutual responsibility. God promises to help. Let us turn then and live. Amen.